Spots like right when I moved around, I was like, "There's a lot of fucking homeless people around here." I saw two of them get in a fight the other day Dude, on my way to work. They scrapped it out. Yeah, for what territory? <laughs> I don't even really know. All I I saw I saw them like squaring up against each other, and then I saw like an overturned bike. So I think one of them was riding a bike, the other one didn't get out of the way. Yeah, and then the bike guy fell, and then they got in a fight. Oh my! This but shit. But I was like, it's seven thirty in the morning. Like, dude, if someone's on your turf, you gotta lay it down. <laughs> you just gotta. Everyone's angry. 7.30 Everyone's in the morning. <laughs> that was crazy. Do you think there's a priority for coffee for bums in the morning, too? Probably. It's only 99 cents a Circle K. <laughs> if I was a bum, that, those are like sweet pleasures. <laughs> I have a friend who, like, on her bad days, will go to uh, Quick Trip, QT, yeah. and get their coffee. Like, that's her it's comfort bad. food. It's not bad. I become, I become a douchebag with coffee. Like I'm really picky. Like I'll drink it. Right. But like I'm I'm very particular. I like me a, a dark roast. Just snooty. I like me a dark roast. <laughs> right, Chris? Yeah, I actually switched up. I I don't I used to do French roast, but uh, I switched and I go with lighter ones now. You like you like <clears throat> the light roasts? I do now, yeah. I go I go back and forth, but um yeah, as of late. The the place that I get it that I get my coffee, they have a whole bunch of different kinds, and depending on what kind depends on how they roast it. Do you get it locally? Yeah, I get it in Gilbert. Where, where at Peixoto? At, at Bergie's. Bergie's? Yeah. That sounds like a place from Boston that you made, <laughs> and you just let somebody else run it. <laughs> it sounds like a total a Boston like coffee shop. Bergie's. They'd say it, Bergie's. Bergie's. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> fucking Bergie's. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, they have like, you know, they have, they'll have like nine or 10 different kinds of beans. And, um, the ones that I've been particular to are the ones that they have light roasts on. Really? I, I'm not down for, I like the bitterness of coffee. Right. And I only throw like a couple things of stevia and it's almost, it's kind of almost like a treat now. Like with, and I can't, I don't really like too much, terribly much caffeine. I don't know how much of that is true. Like the light roasts have like the higher caffeine content and like the dark roasts are a little bit less. Yes. Is it? Yeah. Is it? Why? That doesn't make sense. I, did, like, I never understood it. Science. There's so many fucking people right now that are just like ripping their hair out that know why. <laughs> I have not, but I really do. I have no idea. Like I've heard that, but I, I never knew what that process. I was would like guess anymore. that the longer it roasts, the more reaction there is to it, and the more like it breaks down chemically. Lighter so is purer. Yeah, I guess. <clears throat> I don't. She sounds. I don't know. I um. <clears throat> don't know shit about coffee, but I heard that like Starbucks actual coffee, coffee, if you don't do like the sugar milkshake type shit <laughs> is like tr- garbage. It's fucking gross. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. I, I used to when, when, uh, for, for most of my coffee drinking life, which was, I guess, since I was like 15, um, <clears throat> I used to always have uh, cream and sugar and in Boston, it's, it's a regular. <laughs> so and they throw everything in there. Yeah. That's yeah a regular? It's just cream and sugar. Um, it dunks. You go to dunks. Yeah, go to dunks and get me a large regular. Like if anyone from there is listening right now, like what the what the fuck's the problem with that? <laughs> um, so, like at one point when I was a little older and I went to the doctor, my cholesterol was like a billion. So I Jesus. had to figure out like things that I could cut out. So I was like, you know what? I can get rid of the cream and sugar in my coffee. So the first time I had it black from Dunkin' Donuts, I was like, this is fucking horrendous. <laughs> so I went to uh, I started going to Starbucks to get. It and I was like, okay, this is still not good, but yeah. it's 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 bad. I mean, but it's better. Um, 
And then, and that's all we had. I mean, there's a Dunkin' Donuts every five feet out there. Yeah. So, and then you have your Starbucks and that's like it. There's no like local, like small things like there is here. So once I found uh, places like that do their own roasting that have, you know, they're smaller and had it. And I was like, holy shit, this is what coffee's <laughs> supposed to taste like. <laughs> well, it's weird because like most of the people that don't have like a, how can I sound like such a fucking asshole? So people that don't have like a palate for coffee. <laughs> you do sound like an asshole. The so people that don't have like a palate for coffee would just will love Starbucks. But the same thing, like I had to, I had to go through my own stuff where I used to put like either it was like almond milks or like coconut milks or something into my coffee as well, just because like regular milk makes my stomach curl. Yeah. And even that was I was kind of getting over it, so I just started just drinking black coffee. Uh-huh. And same, like once I started like the cold brew, I, I like bitter coffee. So like the cold brew at at, at Starbucks is pretty good, but mm-hmm. like I love press coffee. Their coffee, yeah, press is really good. Fucking boom, but do it like two packets of stevia and just roll that bitch up. Cartel is really good too. Cartel's okay. It's all right. Their beans are it's all fucking like light roast. Stupidly expensive. You know what I understand? What I didn't, I didn't, I don't know why some coffee shops are like religious to certain roasts. Like Cartel only does light roasts, mm-hmm. and and. uh Press only does like medium roasts. Like I asked for a dark roast, they're like, "Oh, we only do medium." Hmm? What the fuck? <laughs> Why? So you you actually ask for the roast? Like, yeah, I want a dark oh, roast. You're super douchey, dude. I'm not a douche. <laughs> <laughs> they say it right there. They have it right there. I always thought I was a douchebag for like asking for like a pour over. Oh, oh you mean like they tell you that they have these different ones? Yeah, like I thought the, that you just go in and be like, I would like a dark roast, please. No, nah, no, nah. dude, we just well, roast it. All maybe the same. if I never been there, like usually <laughs> I ask for dark, but you can see it. So like, yeah, I mean. <laughs> I guess I am sort of an asshole. Stevia in it, dude. I like stevia. It's bomb. Some people don't like it because people think it tastes like kind of like diety. Mm-hmm. But it's, I mean, it's like a natural sweetener. Like people are just so used to the intensity of like raw sugar, mm-hmm. which is so in your face, right in your mouth. However you want to think about it, in your face hole, in your face hole, in your mouth hole. Oh, it's not my jam though. But you got me so jacked on cold brew. I remember a long time. <laughs> Dude, funny story about Chris. When we were in school a long time ago, I remember it was it was when I was, it was in my frap days, and I, and I thought <laughs> fraps were coffee. Uh huh. <laughs> I, I mean, it is coffee, dude. But I thought it was like legit coffee. <laughs> I felt like bad at and with my dome lids. There uh-huh. was a dude. There was a point where I I asked for no whipped cream because I hated the dome lid because uh-huh. I felt like such a fat fuck when I got a dome lid <laughs> that I asked for no whipped cream and I just, I mean it didn't make a difference. But I remember Chris would always come with like coffee, and then one day I asked him like what he drank, and he would just drink cold brew, and I didn't, I had no idea what cold brew was because I was on this frap kick. Uh-huh. And then I remember when we went to Starbucks one day, I got a frap, and Chris got a, a grande cold brew with a shot of espresso, and I could not believe what the fuck he just ordered. I was like, what the? And he let me taste it, and it tasted like shit <laughs> compared to like what I got. I was like, ew, dude, what is this shit? And then now, like those are like that's what I like. Prefer. It's an acquired taste for sure. Coffee in general, same as like beer or whiskey or anything like that. Like the first time you have it, you're like, oh, this is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, my brother doesn't like this beer. This is awful. Um, but yeah, it's got these little. I don't know. It's got nuances to it that grow on you. I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Well, once you drink, yeah, it's acquired taste. Like after you drink it for a while, like tequila's not great by itself. Unless you spend a little bit of money. Because you have to look for those small tastes, which makes you a douchebag if you like, look for those small things. <laughs> right, right. Like, we just bought, me and my dad just bought, a, me and Pixie, 
just bought this bottle of uh, uh, Coralejo tequila, but there's like a Añejo, which is like an aged one, which ages like over a year. And then the uh, Repasado, which is like well, like two months. Mm-hmm. And the like a douche to my dad. <laughs> it was like we bought him and my mom brought him back from Mexico and he made me try both of them because I didn't really know the difference. Mm-hmm. And then he made me try the Añejo, which is like the aged one. And I tasted it and I was like, oh shit. Like I, can, I was like, I can taste like the... Like he poured it in like little shot glasses, like a little bit. We didn't take a full <laughs> shot. He's like, just taste it. And then the that one tasted, the aged one tasted like a little bit more, had like hints of like whiskey flavors in it. So it was like a little honey-ish. Like, and I was like, oh, fuck, that's good. Mm-hmm. And then the other one just tasted like straight alcohol, like right. just rubbing alcohol. I was like, oh. Like, that's, like, that's another acquired taste is like liquor. That's right. what I never understood. Like you see in the movies when you see like old rich men, they just pour themselves like whatever they're drinking, like scotch or whatever. <laughs> Cut and, to the chase. And I was like, that tastes gross. <laughs> and then it took me a long time to realize like, oh no, I'm just drinking like shitty alcohol. Yeah, no. Like if you actually pay money for it, like a rich white guy would. It's pretty good. <laughs> it actually doesn't taste like shit. Real good. It's still weird. <clears throat> like I drink a lot of whiskey and I smoke cigars and I'll have them both at the same time. <laughs> and I think it's hard awesome. Ass. But there's sometimes like I sit there and I'm like, like both of these things are fucking gross. You <laughs> like when it really bitch. comes down to it. But I don't know what it is. I, like I can say to myself, like, because even though I like the whiskey every time I take a sip, I make a wincy face because <laughs> it like burns and shit. Yeah. So it's like, you know, why do I think this is good? Because it's clearly not. Yeah. I don't know. It, I, I really, really love the feeling. Like last night we were, I was watching a baseball game and I just got in skating. I just wanted to chill. Mm. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to make a little paloma, which is for people that don't know, which is like a little bit of lime. This you're going to laugh. A little bit of lime, a little bit of like uh, salted dry plums. And then it's like uh, either like Sprite, no, Squirt or like lemon flavored Zevia. And you mix that bitch up and it's so fucking good. It's like really refreshing. But the feeling just like chills me out. Yeah. Like not getting fucked up, but just easing out a little bit. It's like oh, girls drink wine. I can't drink wine. I get like all hot-legged. I'm saving wine for when I'm older. <laughs> it's the only like, like how old? Like ruble age? <laughs> no. Kidding, <or> <laughs> uh, yeah, for like when I'm a housewife and just like oh, okay. have kids running around. You got to have like a whole like back. It's like a whole new drunk. I've never been drunk on wine. I've never like, I've tasted it a few times, but like I'm saving it. That's like a whole new frontier that are I'll you, face. Are you a wino? Yeah. You, you like your wines? Yeah, I like booze. <laughs> I like, I booze, like booze. I do. Yeah, I, I have, I usually have a pretty good, um, a pretty good stock of wine. Um, and typically like I, I've, I've been drinking more wine than I have beer in Lately. the last few years, I think. Yeah. Um, just cause I'm, I, I, I get too fat. <laughs> <laughs> it, no, hundred. That's why I started drinking more of just like the Palomas. It's, mm. that's, it's a little bit, it's a lot better. I don't feel yeah. like a piece of shit the next day. Yeah. Especially like the, a lot of the beer I drink, cause I drink like a lot of Imperial stouts and stuff like that. And oh, I, sh- like when I start looking at them, I'm like real heavy, see like if I get it in a bottle, well, that's not an issue. Like I, like there, I know a lot of people who, you know, with stuff like that, with the heavier beers, are like, Oh, I'll feel full after drinking one. Like I don't get that, but I just look at the bottle and realize like each one of these has the same like amount of calories as a fucking Snickers bar. That's or what's something. crazy. <laughs> and I think to myself, it's like, I just fucking basically ate 
nine Snickers bars in like seven hours. Dude, I have I, to. Th- this is, I shouldn't do this anymore. I had to think about that this weekend when I was going to go out with my friends. I was like, because I didn't realize that, especially all the carbs there and beers too. Was, fuck, I sound like such a douchebag. But I was thinking about that too. I was like, well, fuck, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to like skip a meal because like two of these beers is like, like in the equivalent of like a, an actual meal. Right. So I was like, Ugh. Yeah, and I know dudes who do that like on the regular, and it's not good for you. Like, just, like, yeah, yeah when they're like, yeah, I just, I'll, I, I'll drink my calories. It's like, no, you should probably, no, you should probably eat no, something. You should probably eat some, <laughs> just a little bit of dietary yeah, fiber. Why don't you go easier on the beer and and have like some food, like some so like some veggies, <laughs> veg, please. I know there was a good period where we were like, me and Kyle were like drinking like every fucking day. We're like, we need to cut, we need to relax. Mm. It's getting too crazy. <laughs> dude, I was feeling like shit every morning. It was no bueno. The tequila doesn't have that that effect on me because only like a little bit. There's a very like distinct drinking culture in agency creative life. Like. Yes, it's so weird. Uh, well, creative life probably in general, but like agencies especially wear it like a badge of honor. Oh yeah, you where it's like it's three o'clock. Six. I got a keg in my three. I was kitchen, gonna say like, six, go. but three is way more yeah. accurate. Yeah, and I just feel like I, I sort of get where like taking like a little bit of your inhibitions away makes your work better. But people just fucking drink because they want to drink. And I feel like that's like probably not helping anyone's case or anyone's work day. Yeah. Like, I, sorry. I see that a lot in agencies that I follow like on Instagram when, you know, with the stories. The drink like culture. every day, it'll be like a Tuesday at three o'clock and they're pouring beers and it's like, you know, fucking time to get creative. And I was like, what the fuck? What are you doing all the goddamn day? It's from, it's, it's from the beer. There's no water involved. It's just coffee to beer. Right. Yeah. There's no water involved at all. And it's water. I mean, it's, it's just coffee, no water, beer, and then uh, the ping pong, which I'm not opposed to at all because I love the ping pong. That was my jam. I like the idea of just like doing stuff because like especially if you work in some building where you have to like brainstorm a bunch of ideas if you go to the same like conference room to to brainstorm those ideas they're all going to like eventually be the same yeah where if you like went outside went for a walk or like played you catch get, or played ping pong you're getting like, like a similar he- routine of headspace right like you start thinking about the same shit yeah or just like you you're closed <laughs> off and you're confined and that's kind of contradicting the idea of brainstorming, which is, like, be open and think about everything, and, like, everything's a possibility. Just get some brain stimulation. Yeah, where, like, playing around, playing ping pong, going for a walk, doing stuff like that just seems like more of a conducive environment to coming up with good ideas. Yeah, for sure it is. I think that it, they're... It, like, my my office sucks. It's like <laughs> we have cubicles, and they're gray, and the floor is gray, and the walls are beige. <laughs> um, it's, like, the least creative place on the planet um so like as far as and i'll that's what i'll do because there's nothing else i could go to the conference room and it's more gray Uh, (laughs) just a darker so it's like i'll be sitting at my computer and it's like i can't i can't come up with anything so i'll just go for a walk or i'll go to the gym or something just to get the fuck out of there so but on the other hand when i see like the agencies where everyone's riding around on razor scooters and shooting (laughs) each other with nerf dart guns and stuff Uh i think like that would get on my nerves you know i have no problem with screwing around hey let's play some foosball or something real quick but if there's just like constant like chaos bullshit that i see like that would drive me nuts so 100 i think like i think finding a good balance between that like some of the places that will have like ping pong yeah every once in a while i mean as long as it's not Hey, let's play ping pong all day. And then uh-huh. you're trying to do shit, and you just hear. 
<laughs> six hours. Dude, that was the deal we were at last time is the ping pong table was right in in the area where everybody was working. So for the most part, like they wouldn't play till a certain time. It never really got on my nerves, but I knew it got on people's nerves because like when it started, people would just like throw the headphones on. I'm like, oh, I can see it's bothering some people. It's not. It's just sort of like because I remember sitting there too, and like some days, because two parts. Like one part is like agencies love drinking culture, but they also love the culture of like I'm so fucking busy all the fucking time. Right. But it's like those same people who are so busy all the time and can't do certain things. Like you're wasting an hour playing ping pong. Like what? That's another thing. That part of it is like okay. Well, then the rest of us will just pick up your slack type of thing. Where, like, that's a frustrating situation to be in. But I think mostly it's, like, uh, people, if you get into a flow of work and then all of a sudden somebody's playing ping pong. Break it. Yeah. Like, that's the part where you're just, like, want to protect your, your, when you finally get concentrating. Yeah. But on the other side of that, like, I'm currently working in a place where it's the same thing, like, cubicles, no one talks, it's fucking silent, and you it drives find me balance. nuts. Yeah, my, like, hey my guys, office is dead quiet really? all day it. long. I hate it. I'm like, hey, guys, do you remember that we're people? And yeah. we should, like, you know. Talk to each other. Yeah. Like, talk about things that are not deadlines and bullshit. Like, I don't yeah. know. What do you like to do? You got to find, like, a like a like a career, like, a really good balance, because I agree, because having too much of one is... You're gonna want the other one for sure. Mm. It all like depends on like what what allows it. Cause like with me, like lately, like having to be at work at home is really nice, and like it, no one's around. Uh-huh. Actually, just recently, like my cousin and her boyfriend like are staying for like a week or two. So like with that, I never had experience like someone intruding in my workspace since I've like worked in an agency setting, uh-huh. and like all that stuff came back where I was like, "Fuck, you're breaking." my workflow right and i feel like an asshole because i never had to consider it but i like close my door i get i'm just like hi go to my room work on whatever i had to work on after the thing and it's, it's i feel like a dick sometimes but i think it has to do a lot with you're saying with like the flow like when you're in like a zone especially creatively like you don't want to break it it's right. kind of like a sacred thing you're like okay here i'm on to something like i don't want to break it don't intrude like that's when like usually the headphones go on or something but and i mean especially for me like i don't know if it's the same thing with design but like I feel like 60% of what I'm doing is just like sitting at my computer, not doing anything. Like I just have to come up with the solution of what I'm trying to do. So I'm just like sitting there, like thinking about things. Yeah. But then when I finally get the breakthrough and figure out the solution, like that works, then I just want to work and I don't want anyone to interrupt me. And I don't want you to like come up and ask me a question. With, With writing, how, when you get into like a certain... Like, for, like, when you get to a certain point where you're like, oh, I'm done. Like, mm-hmm. I need to walk away. Mm-hmm. Like, with me, I would like to hear from you, Chris. Like, with me, I always have other things I can go do. I can go take photos. I can go draw on something else. Like, I can work on something else. You know what I mean? Like, with you, I'd imagine you're writing something, and instead of there's either writing on something else or just, like, not doing the work. Is there, like, because I have no idea what it's like to write and stuff because I feel lucky that I have those other like creative outlets uh-huh. like when you get in like a creative rut like that like what's like a typical thing that you go and do for me i have to read or listen to people talk uh. because like that's essentially what i'm doing is like communicating yeah and so reading other people's work um or like looking at what other people do in like whatever i'm doing so i'm writing a lot of product descriptions at the moment 
And so going on like websites, it looks like to my boss, if she were to work, walk behind me, it's like a, <laughs> that I'm just online shopping, but I really am trying to like read how people present their products and stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then also like listening to people talk and listening to like the uh, sort of rhythm of yeah, what they, they say. And yeah. that makes it easier to... That's weird. Yeah, it's super weird. It's weird because uh, not a lot of people are, especially now with our phones being a constant distraction, not a lot of people are good at listening. Mm. But like I find it to be like part of my job to be good at listening. Yeah, you have to. So not only am I like always paying attention to what people are saying, but I remember a lot of what people say, which turns out like people think is kind of creepy because they'll like tell me something and I'll remember it forever. Yeah. And then like six months down the line when they repeat, I'm like, oh yeah, I knew that. And they're like, how? Because <laughs> you told me once and <laughs> it's in listen. my brain now forever. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Do you ever like go and, and cause I like with, we, I think we talked about it once. Like with visual, it's a lot easier because there's plenty of different ways to go find like visual stimulation. Mm-hmm. But like for you, do you ever, do you listen to like a bunch of different types of, of podcasts? Like this one's really intense. Like as far as the mood of it to, to dabble, kind of like music, like at certain times you want to listen to like different genres. Like do you listen to different genres of like commentary, if you will? Um. Yeah, it's more about like when, for me, it. So we'll take podcasts, for example. Yeah. For me, it's not necessarily what people are saying, but what they're talking about. So if, if you come on here like every week, let's say hypothetically every week you talk about the Joe Rogan podcast. Hey, man. <laughs> like, it's like a real thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is... So then it's like me going and finding that recommendation or finding something that somebody is excited enough about to talk about. Mm-hmm finding whatever that is and then figuring out what about that is good. So like if you read a book and you really like it, I'll go look at a snippet of that book and figure out what about that is good besides the information. Like how is this information presented in a way that is worth talking about, right? Because like not only did you take the time to read it, then you took the time to talk about it and like present it to other people like you thought it was good enough to like put your name associated with this thing yeah like how they communicated that book to you Mm -hmm. because that's your whole gig so it's a lot of like reading basically (laughs) (laughs) which is why i have a stack out there that's like yeah you have a pretty insane book collection i never knew you had all that i think my book stacks i think they're probably 25 high Hmm. and like 10 wide Holy shit. Like, it's a huge fucking... I can't buy any I got, like, books. a good three by three. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Why are you laughing? Uh, it's a good size. And, like, half of them McKenna gave me. <laughs> and then, like, one of the entire rows is all, like, books that McKenna recommended or, like, gave to me. And then read two. When you decide to read, here's the book you should start with. Dude, it's so hard for me. And I'm not... Like, I, I had to put maximum effort into it. <laughs> I had to sit there and like try to concentrate on it because like my mind will just, I can't keep it in this funnel of reading. It'll just start going bing, bing going everywhere else. That's yeah. the problem. That's super hard for me because I want to talk about the things that I read with other people. And like, it's very rare that you find somebody or know somebody that has read the same book that you have. Yeah. And so you're just like, 
not only do I have to explain this concept to you, but yes, then I have to like give my commentary and like you don't give a shit. Like it, nobody cares that much. Right. It, unless unless like you're talking about the bullshit that they made us read in high school. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was like apparently you mean like the outsiders. Uh, yeah. Well. Yeah. So I guess it wasn't all bullshit, but. Yeah, it was like, according to high school, like, there has been no decent literature written after, like, 1952. 100%. <laughs> and they wonder, like, this is... I'll go on a high school rant. <laughs> That's it, man. When Chris had really long hair. I just got triggered. Uh, yeah, I remember... I, I think that, like, I used to say that... Because a lot of friends that I had d- didn't read, and that was just, like, you know, it was like, hey, did you, did you ever read this book? I don't read. No, oh, you fucking... That was the end of it. Um, but I think, like, high school turned a lot of people off from reading because they had us read the most boring, lame horse, like a fucking doll's house. Like, I had to read that <laughs> when I was 16. Are you kidding me? Uh-huh. The dude's name is Torvald. <laughs> like, that right there, you should say that. And I'm like, no, this isn't going to be for kids. And they're going to follow this. Right. bunch of old, rich people sitting around cheating on each other and <laughs> complaining about being rich. Like, Beheading. Are you kidding? So, so, yeah, I think that... <clears throat> Like, one of, the, one of the issues was that they're giving us stuff that was written, like, not even the content, but it's just, it's not for high school kids. Like, there's, you can't relate to it, yeah. I guess, is one of the biggest issues. And they'd always bring up, like, the catcher in the rye. Like, well, Holden Caulfield was 19. It was like, he was 19 in the 50s. He was right. fucking wore a tie all the time. That's not, like, you can't relate to that. Yeah. And he was a douchebag, too. Like, he was just annoying. Like, I'm sitting here whining. He was annoying, whiny. <laughs> Bitch. So it was like, I blame high school for the downfall of literature by not letting (laughs) us read anything that was, I don't know who chooses what we read, but it was, I mean, come on, with Beowulf already, stop it. Everybody's still (laughs) reading Beowulf, huh? Yeah, I did. I was in high school a long time ago, but I did. And that's not to say that these things are bad. I just don't think for your average 15-year-old kid, it's something that they're like going to say, oh, this is for me. Because that wasn't what it was, I assume that what you're trying to teach is how to like critically think about things that you're reading and reading comprehension and like trying to figure out. And so if you're just not interested in it, then you're just learning how to get through a book. Right. And that's not a skill that's worthwhile. And then they make you write a report on it. So now you're super aggravated. (laughs) As soon as I don't have to read anymore, I'm never going to fucking read anything again. You, You had to write the reports? Yeah. Yeah, it was back in the day. Did you have to talk about them? No, I had to, like, take stupid tests on the computer after I read each book. Like, Uh, it was an online test on the computer. Yeah, there were two things we we either... You had to do an oral report where you stood up and fucking talked about it in front of everybody. Or you had to write it with pen and paper. (laughs) (laughs) I would have preferred that one. I got lucky. It was multiple choice on the internet, so it was kind of easy. I don't remember, like, I don't think I ever fully read a book all the way through. <laughs> and when I had to take those tests, I would just try to guess what made... I, I would take the test, and based on the book and, like, what was on the back, I would try to guess what made most sense <laughs> according to that book. You know what I used to do, too, in high school when we'd have to write papers is I would change up my handwriting throughout the paper every once in a while so they'd think I was schizophrenic or something. <laughs> but oddly enough, like, it never got mentioned. Dude, I have never understood that. Like, there, there's so many... There, there was people that I would see, and it made me feel stupid. 
Because that was the same way where my handwriting did look schizophrenic too because it would always change. Like I'd write upwards and sideways and I would start writing cursive. But it was just because I'd get bored of the way I was writing. <laughs> and then, But there's people, like especially girls that have really nice, like pretty hand, like cursive handwriting. I'm like, God, it looks fucking same. It looks like a typeface. Yeah. But like with, with mine, it just looked like a shit show. Like five people different wrote it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I had a... We had to, in order to like graduate from my high school, you had to write a junior paper. And it was like a 17 page paper about like, I don't remember what, but I think what I had to write it on was this John Steinbeck book called East of Eden. Mm -hmm. And that book is so long and it's basically the same story told three different times. And it was the worst book of all time. And basically my entire report was how it was so fucking terrible and nobody should have to read this book. (laughs) It's like one of those papers that your teacher picks up and just shows everybody else. Look at this shit. So I've been an asshole since at least 17. It was a movie with James Dean too. Yeah. Um, yeah, speaking, so, yeah, Steinbeck, like, they, high schools love Steinbeck. Get up on So, that you're going to read Chris. Tortilla Flat, and you're going to read, yeah. um, you know, The Grapes of Wrath, and you're going to read, uh, East of Eden, and you, like, you read it, and, and you're, like, this 15-year-old kid reading about the Depression in the 30s, right. and, like, no, uh-huh. no, that's not for us. Uh-huh. That's how it was in history. It's fucking boring. <laughs> that's you, how... Sorry. No, 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 go for it. I was going to say, you can't appreciate what it is. Right. Because, like, as an older person, you can kind of look at it and analyze it and break it down and say, wow, this is the same thing with Hemingway. You can say, like, The Old Man and the Sea, we had to read that. And when I was 16, I was like, this is fucking... Re- this is stupid. Uh-huh. And then I read it again when I was older. I was like, wow, this is awesome. But, like, I, I was just like, this fucking... So what? You're catching a fish. No one gives a shit. <laughs> Because um, you're young and stupid and cynical and you just want to go and drink behind the dumpster or whatever the hell it was no. that you that did. That happened to me, like, because Hemingway and F. Scott Fitzgerald have, like, deceivingly deceivingly small books. Like, they they look short. Yes. But they're so dense. Two yeah. point type. That I, I don't even think it's, like, I think it's a, I think it's a, they don't have a lot of words. Like, yeah. I think it's a short book. But it's so dense that I would read like a three pages and I'd be like, I have to have missed something because I don't understand how we got from point A to point B. Right. Like they're, they, I would get excited because they would be like, oh, it's a short book. But it'd be so fucking like dense and full of sh- like metaphors and shit. I'd be like, I don't care. Like right. I'm not this deep. I'm 16. I just want to drive somewhere. Right. <laughs> I, f- I feel like what we were talking about, like hindsight's twenty twenty. now that I think about it, I feel like the big miscommunication in school is, is putting it in context. Cause like with all those books, like even with history with me, like I was telling you, I was like super into history lately. Like I didn't give a fuck when I was in high school. Cause I didn't, I didn't understand how, like, yeah, you can tell me like, Oh, this is a big part of our history. It's like, okay. Well, as a high schooler, you really give two shits. All you care about is homegirl sitting next to you, or behind <laughs> you. <laughs> but then you don't really care. But until you put it into context, like, no, because of this, like, this is why this is this way. Right. And I mean, even then it, it might be pretty hard, but like now, like, being the, having the knowledge that I have now and then going back and watching it, I was like, oh, fuck. I think that's like, generally speaking, when you talk about like design or anything, it's like you have to meet people where they are. You can't be like, here's the standard. You have to come up here. It doesn't matter where you are. So like if, if the standard of understanding is at point 10 and I'm a two and you're a three, like we're not going to get to 10. So yeah. you have to figure out a different way to fix this problem if <laughs> right. you want me to care about this. You can't just like go off in your own land and hope people meet you there. 
like you have to decide to meet people where they are and how they think about your product or whatever. Like you can't be a, a dorky brand and hope to be cool just because you post the right kind of pictures. Like that's not how it works. Can you explain that again? Um, I didn't understand. So if you are, so in teaching a book yeah. to high school kids, they're not at the, at the point in their life where they can really understand the importance of these kinds of like, mm. quote unquote, important literary pieces, right? And so to fix that problem and to get people to actually like engage in high school stuff in learning, you have to meet them where they are. You have to present it to them in a way mm. that they are ready to hear it. And to know your audience. Yeah. Exactly. And that's the same thing with like solutions in like design or creative stuff. It's like you have, you have to let your audience lead and determine how you speak to them mm. and how you present your information to them. Because if you are, if you get stuck presenting things, how you want them to be presented and nobody understands it, then you've missed the whole thing. Like you've yeah. missed the opportunity to gain new followers, to gain a new audience because you've decided you want to fit in this box, but everybody else puts you in this box. That's what makes design like the most fun is figuring out that puzzle piece is like what, like what's the best way to communicate this in its context. That's why like knowing demographics are really good. And then knowing all those things is it actually makes it a lot more fun because when you, that's the frustrating part when you, when you're working, because telling a creative, just go for it mm. is that's why telling a person that is the worst thing because they have to go. That's the things that they're. We're gonna have to figure out on our on our own. It's like okay, well, what's the demographic? What's the content it's gonna live in? Like, how's it gonna be delivered? Like, blah blah blah. Like all these questions. And without those, we're just like, Ugh. like we have to go. We can't even do quote unquote creative work. Mm-hmm. The visually the visual stuff until we know that 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 stuff. Like, how is all this gonna be communicated? Because that was that, that. I mean, that was a big thing that that I didn't understand while I was in school either. Like in college when like. That part, like, I just wanted to do the visual stuff. But without knowing, like, those other crucial elements, like, th- that work only makes your stuff better. And then even doing personal projects, like, it makes those things better, too. Like, knowing, okay, realistically, like, who's going to see this? Who's going to enjoy it the most? Blah, blah, blah. Like, that's what makes it even more powerful. Because if you kind of do that stuff blindly and then expect the result, you're going to be pretty surprised on what happens. You need to do uh, more thinking, less doing. Yeah, hundred percent. Even though people say. Did that. you guys have any kind of like problem solving courses or like parts of courses at all? I think they were pretty much all problem solving courses. I mean, it, it, there wasn't anything specifically. Like, I think I get what you're saying, um, but I mean, that's kind of what the whole thing is. You had the way it breaks down is is you had pretty much most of your classes. We're, we're there to teach you hard skills. And by that, I mean, like, you know, learning the software. It's like, okay, this class is, is primarily set up so you can learn InDesign. Like, we had a, the first editorial class. Yeah. It's kind of like your introduction to, to InDesign. So you make a magazine. It was like, what was it, like a 24 pages or something? Yeah, some, it was just like some, a small like publication. That. That you so make you, you basically lay out a magazine. So the way that they're having you learn InDesign <laughs> and learn all these things about it is to, to create this magazine. But in doing that, 
you have to build everything. You have to figure out what it's going to be about. You have to name it, um, you know, come up with the nameplate that's going to be on the front of it. And then you've got to come up with all the articles. They wanted us to write the articles. I don't think anyone oh, fuck did. That, no. <laughs> I, I wrote one out of like four. No, I wrote two out of four. I, did, um, I made my, my images pretty big but, so I can write. Yeah, right. <laughs> so like, but as, so as far as that, you're, you're, you're learning how to use the software, but at the same time, like everything that you're doing within the magazine was like problem solving mm-hmm. because you've got to figure out all this shit and like in a way you've got to figure out how everything's going to fit and how you're going to lay it out. We also had to make ads for it as well. Yeah. So you had the full page, the half page, and then like the quarter or the third page ads. So that's a whole different element as well. Um, and while you're learning how to create an ad, you're, you basically have to develop a product mm-hmm. or develop a company because we weren't allowed to use real companies or real products. What was yet. yours again? Which, for, for which one? Uh, I think it was uh, Mr. Sullivan's. That, no, that was a brand book. Yeah, that was a brand book. Are you book. talking about the magazine was Mr. Halifax, right? That was my second one. That one was like a science and technology mag called Omega. My first one that I did was for like digital artists. Oh, was that the one we were together? Or were we not? No, we weren't in the I same. don't think we were in a magazine oh, okay. class together. Kyle did like a horse book. Yes. I did I like a so. science book about space. It was called Galactic. So. But all like... Under the umbrella of design, it wasn't like here are like ways to think about problem solving as its own thing. Not really, no. I, no. I not that I remember. No, no. It was more. It was more like it was never that obvious. Where like we knew we were solving problems. It mm-hmm. was always like yeah, it was like underlying, but it wasn't evident. I mean, I can at the time I, I was I, like I was frustrated about a lot of shit just because of the workload was insane. So I was oh, taking yeah. I was taking five classes I think the whole time I was there. Yeah, I was, well, that's um, like full time. I was the same. And you know, on top of that, you have like I started getting mad about the electives because <laughs> 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 I'm like in philosophy, sitting there going like, "What the fuck?" You mean working on my <laughs> other shit. So much shit to do right now. Well, if um, you, in an AI like that philosophy class, like. It's just like every other class. Like every every class is like two or three hours long. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was like three and three and a half or so, yeah, three. Yeah, I it was guess. bullshit. <laughs> so, so we'd have English for fucking three hours. <laughs> yeah, twice. Um, so so when you're when you're in all of these classes, what was I saying about oh problem solving? Yeah. So you're in all of these classes and and yeah, all of them have so yeah, this is where I was going. So I like I'm sitting there bitching because I've got so much shit to do and looking back on it and kind of like even after I would finish a quarter and finish like that quarter's classes and I'd be on break and I could look at the stuff that I did and I'd look back on that class and realize like you're so fucking busy that you don't realize everything you're getting out of it. Mm-hmm. And that's when I look and say like, wow, this is okay. I learned how to do this and learned how to do this. And if I think if you can like look back on it and, and make that realization instead of just moving on and being like that class was bullshit um, because it was just a bunch of stupid work. And like, I, I was mad that we had to develop companies. Like, I was just like, like, I don't have time to come up with a fake company. Um, yeah, because then you got to realize. Right. And then I got to make their stupid logo, like, and then make their stupid ad. Yeah, <laughs> and then when you're thinking about trying to make a company, like, all we're worried about is visual. So we're like, okay, what company can we come up with the most visual content for? That's why I did space. Because, like, oh, there's a shitload of stuff about space. <laughs> so my magazine, I remember, was mainly all images and just, like, small. Like, <laughs> I remember everything, every page was, like, three-fourths of an image. Uh-huh. Like, it was silly because I didn't want to, A, write the content. But that was, I remember that, that point, too, where we had to, I had to think about something that my magazine would be about where it was just, like, 
I feel like it would have been more beneficial if they gave us stuff, like difficult things. Like, I, I don't know. You can come up with imagery for everything, but... Hmm. Well, I think I, I changed my mind on developing the company because I did. Uh, like, for any class that we had to do that, I was like, this is, like, such a waste of time that I've got to come up with a company. But <laughs> what was good about it is that you had to develop stuff for your demographic. Yeah. And that's important for us for what we do to, yeah. to understand those things and um, and understand. And they were like, okay, now you need to come up with a marketing position. I'm like, go oh, fuck yourself. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah. um, and then, But I realized, I was like, you know, that was really valuable to understand those things because I have clients where I do that for them. And, and like, I didn't realize it after. I was like, all of this stuff is important because that's, especially that class was early on. I think one of the teachers, I think it was Mrs. King actually was talking about it, um, where a lot of people bail on that class. Um, first time around, and she said, "Like that's the first grown-up class, that first editorial oh, yeah. one, where, because it's just balls out. Like, you have to a ton think. Of work. You have to think a lot too. Like it's overwhelming when you get in there because they give you like basically all the shit you're going to have to do, or at least my teacher did. Gives you the stack of paper of like everything you're going to have to do by week, and I'm going through it. I was like, this yeah. is the most insane thing I've yeah. ever seen. Because you have to create the branding, actually, like come up with the articles." Like, figure out all that shit. Like, everything in a fucking, so, it's like, 12 weeks. Yeah, so, and then the ads, and then the companies, the and the logos for the companies, and their market position, and, like, all that stuff. And it all and has to be good. What's crazy now is I could do all of that in, like, four days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was bitching that I had 12 weeks to do it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it is, like, looking back at it and seeing that underlying thing and being able to appreciate, like, all of this really was important. I just didn't realize that I was getting it at the time. Well, I think that's the key, like, listening to you is is having that that time put aside to to look back at what you did and think about like why it went right or why it went wrong i think a lot of times we do uh like what are they called postmortems on things that went wrong but we don't really know what uh, do them i don't really do them about what things that went right uh but i think that that's the part where you learn the most because you can do, like, once you learn a skill, you can do it over and over again, but you don't really know why you're doing it or or why it's working. And I think, mm-hmm. like, the first time it doesn't work, you're not really going to know how to fix it because you don't know, you didn't really take the time to look back and think, like, okay, why did I choose this method and how? why did it work and what parts of it didn't work? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of, like, I was thinking about it today in that, people teach like industry standards or um, like standard procedures for certain things, but they don't go into why they're just like, here's what it's like. We talk about Google ads. This is what we're talking about today. And they were like, here are the industry standards and here are the things you should do to be competitive against everyone else. Who's like doing the same thing you are, but they didn't really tell you why. And so you can't really figure out what's the best plan for you. Because you don't get the why. You just get the, here's how you do it. Figure out how you're going to make that work for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think building in that time to look back on what you were doing and really think about what it was giving you and what that project or what that process taught you is the, is the way that you get better faster as you move forward. And I think people are so busy now that they don't like build that time in. They're just like, okay, on to the next one. Yeah, to like really think about what is working. Yeah, because I think you could make the argument that like we are getting quicker at things that we do, but I don't know if you could really tell whether or not we're getting better. Yeah, right. I, it seems like we're just pumping out more trash. 
Right. Like, you know, especially ads with Google ads. Like, I have to do ads a lot, uh, like banner ads, and they stink. Like, the banner ads I make stink, and the banner ads everyone else, I mean, banner ads just stink. Right. And they have a, like, 0.04% click-through rate or so. I mean, they're pretty much useless. Right. Um, but, like, it's not going away, and because you have to pump these things out so fast and turn them around so fast that there's never any time to improve them. And, like, I don't even know if they can be improved. It's just a stupid thing that sits there that says, here's a thing, click here. Please, like, <laughs> let me get your attention. Right. And, like, at one point, it was when people started animating them, and then everyone started animating them. So, and then people went over the top with it, and then Google was like, no, cut the shit. We're not going to show your ads if you're going to do that anymore. Um, and then people got ad blockers to ignore them. But, but yeah, there's, there's, like, that's something that has to be done so quickly that you don't have time to figure out a better way to do it. Yeah. And there are certain things like those where, like, they're trash and people ignore them anyway. Like, right. I have to write those things. And I'm like, I don't, I'm going to put shop now because, like, what else am I going to put? You're going to ignore this anyway. Yeah. But I think sometimes, like, specifically thinking about creating monthly social content, it's like, I know that I'm getting quicker at it, but I don't know if I'm getting any better at it. Dude, well, when you said that, it made, it made a lot of sense because, I mean... And we know just from working in the industry that everything is, is the, that's the part where the quality does suffer is that everything's being demanded to be pumped on such a frequent level. And that's like the, the number one key for, for brands that are dipping their toes in social, right? They're like, oh, well, I just, I need to post like frequently. And it's like, yes, there's a, I think there's a fine balance between like frequency and, and quality for sure. But the first thing to go out, in usually social content is quality. Mm-hmm. I mean, the people will take frequency over quality for sure. And there's like a good argument. That's like a whole other separate argument. But I think that's across the board everywhere, like with creative. I mean, even you can even argue it's with other things outside of creative, fucking food, everything. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the I think that's the the dip that we're at with creative work now is that everything is is demanded at such a high pace and a high level. It's like, are you really doing good work? Or are you only doing good work for the time you're allotted? You know what I mean? And yeah. regardless, you're you're gonna. I, I just think that t- that time slot has always been around. Yes, you will always always have a deadline. That's inevitable. But realistically, I think just in the past five years, that deadline has shrunken down like immensely. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's obvious because it's. Do you think about the technology that we have now with iPhones with all these creative apps like? Like uh, the ones you could, I, I said it plenty of times, but there's apps online where you can create short videos super easily. Like all these automated tools to to pump out creative work. It's all that stuff is kind of it's it. Yes, it's helped if you can utilize them the best way. If you use them really for what they're for, like efficiently. Mm-hmm. Like if you can get if you can spend the time on the creative tools and use spend the time on create creating those things mm. like visual creators and then use those tools to kind of just put things together the same way the computer is a tool like I remember a big thing uh, for us when we were in school because that was like really when digital was kind of taking over like I had already been but that was like the big thing like teachers were harping on us that like the computer is a tool mm-hmm. the computer is in like a place where you solve problems and that was a that was for me. I it was easier to understand because I grew up an illustrator, so I always just wanted to draw, anyways. But like the ideas still need to be figured out. Like people still try to jump the gun and, and create content like super fast, like on the fly. And like it, in some ways, it is beneficial because technically you get faster. You get yes, yes, but like the quality and the substance of those things is 
like majority of the time like tarnished because they aren't spending the time to like really figure out those things that we're talking about like who the fuck are we talking to like where is it going all these things and it honestly makes a project a lot more fun when you're thinking about those things because you're thinking about like say it's a say it's something i don't know i have a water bottle in my hand say you're creating a new water bottle and i mean i don't know how many fucking different ways you can sell water Mm -hmm. but if it's something like that and you were trying to find a different way Mm -hmm. to present water okay what makes your water different how do you want to communicate that even thinking about that it's like that's going to make that's going to impact the way the branding is with the way it looks that's going to that's going to dictate the way a person buys it off of a shelf the way they open the bottle like those are the that's what makes design fun not when they're like when somebody comes to you as a creative and they're like, hey, I want to create this water bottle, but I just need like a bottle wrap. Can you just get it done like maybe by tomorrow? Right. Please, because I know you can do it. And then you're like, okay, well, I can charge you a rush fee, but well, it's not. Yeah, I don't care what it looks like. It just has to be blue. Exactly. <laughs> and just, can you just type, we already, have, we already have logos. Can you just put, can you just put it all together? It's like, well, fuck. That's not fun. Yeah, that stinks. I Nobody think wants the, to do that. That, like, I think what happened was like, Pissed Everyone <laughs> pissed. Arms are going to fight you. Pissed. Uh, podcast plays fired up. Pissed. We. I think what happened was that everybody got super busy, and then we got obsessed with this idea of productivity hacks and like being the oh, most yeah. efficient. And then those sort of took over. To do what? To go watch fucking Netflix? Well, to save time so that you can have more work to do, like <laughs> so you can get Your through more work. And I think. That's, I think that was the part where it broke down, where we started to focus on being more efficient, which there is a case for. Like, you should always work to be the most efficient. But, like, but we didn't give ourselves enough time to, to get perspective on the, on the work that we've done so that we can decide whether or not we got better. Like, what is this battle for efficiency? It's funny that you said that because that stuck in my head for some reason. Like, this whole battle for efficiency to just do more work. That's so funny that you say that because it's... Go for it. No, I would, I, I would, no, continue your thought because I, th- I was going to argue with you, but I think we're on the same page. It's just funny because, like, and you said, in battle, like, you're like, battle for efficiency. And then you mentioned, like, to work more. That's the funny thing is, like, people are just like, okay, I just want to go faster. But for what? To do more things? Like, I'm like a true believer is as long as you put in the work every single day, like, you can put in the hours, you can put, but at a certain point, you're going to, you're going to plateau, like, for sure. Right. As long as you're, as long as you come up with that regiment for yourself every single day, I'm putting in set hours, whether if it's the beginning of the day, the end of the day, at least these amounts, like as long as you do that, you're going to see progress. You're going to put yourself in the way of opportunity. I mean, granted, they can, you can argue the, the longer, the more hours you spend there, the higher the opportunity. I've never found it to be true just because at a certain point you just start, I mean, the quality, exactly, going back to quality, the quality of that, that of the time that your ass is in that chair diminishes, I feel, to be honest, because you can spend more time stimulating different parts of your brains with your interests. Mm-hmm. Like, like you were, we were talking about in the beginning of the show, it's like when you're over-sitting at that chair, go fucking outside, go walk, go skate, because there's different parts of your brain, and then when you come back to that chair the next day, every single day, you your brain's stronger. Mm-hmm. Your brain, your mind works a lot more. But if you're sitting there for 12 hours, and you go home, and then you did save that time to watch Netflix, and then you just do that and fucking fall asleep, like, and you just keep doing that. It's, it's I don't think that's a very healthy lifestyle, or even good for your brain. What were you saying? I yeah, like Netflix. I, I'm not I'm dead, like. I uh, yeah. There's a difference between speed and efficiency. I get more efficient so that I can yeah. have more free time. 
Yeah. Um, Same. It, not so like, I mean, right now, since I'm trying to build like multiple businesses, fucking I fucking uh, empire. You know, I am, empire. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I in, tried. Dude. I'm going to get a castle. If I'm fucking in. <laughs> I just want to be the, the guy mountain. that I want to alligators. <laughs> I want to be the guy that drops the draw door <laughs> and then like, like announces someone's yeah. coming. Archers. <laughs> dude. Like a trumpet and everything. <laughs> So yeah, I um, I mean so right now, but I understand like I'm I'm doing this to get to a point where I will have more free time, um, but yeah, like I, I the ultimately I want to be more efficient, and and this is depending on where you're working, who you're working for, if if you're working hourly, like w- my freelance stuff, like my my office job, I make a salary, um, so it doesn't matter. It's like I'm I'm here from this amount of time to this amount of time, and you know I get done what I can get done, but. My turnaround times almost shit is insane. So like I can't even if I get something done, then some there's pile just never ends. Yeah. So that's that doesn't matter. But like as far as my own my freelance stuff, like I don't charge hourly. I'll never charge hourly. Um, if somebody wants me to charge hourly, I just won't do business with them or I won't take their business because yeah. like it is essentially like as a designer, if you're charging hourly, what's going to happen is as you get better, you're going to get more efficient. So you're essentially charging less for being better than you were, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which is, uh, and I know like there's this ongoing argument in the design community about how to charge, but yeah, I, for me, it's flat rate all the way. Yeah. Cause if somebody comes to me and you know, they, they say to me, how much is this going to be? And I say, you know, a thousand dollars and like, well, how many hours? I don't know. I'm fucking it, it could be one. I, I have no idea, but this is what you're going to get. Um, but it, and they'll say, well, you know, this dude over here can do it and he'll do it for $10 an hour or whatever. And it's like, then go with that guy. But you're probably not going to be happy with what you're going to get. So, so like, basically when, when I, I, yeah, I'm just talking in circles now. So, no, yeah, no, it's, no, it's no, like efficiency is important because you make more. So, yeah. like, as I get better, I can charge a higher flat rate by doing it quicker. And it's silly. And I'm glad you brought up, like, the the hour, the 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 whole pricing thing. Because with creatives, it's, like, our, our, our one of our most frustrating, frustrating points in our career is how do you justify pricing? And I've been going through that a lot. I've been going in a fucking merry-go-round about the way I should price. And for the longest time, for the longest time, I thought hourly made the most sense. Because it's like, okay, well, then you've done this a couple of times. Like, you can figure out go back and figure out the hours but like with me personally the stress of counting down the hours in a project that like tolls on me like it, it takes mm-hmm. away from the actual thing i'm doing because of me same I, i'm i'm project i'm project based all the way like you tell me what the scope of work is like what do you think all right this is what it is mm-hmm. however fucking whatever give me the deadline and we'll get it done from here then like because when you start worrying about hourly um the only time i really work about hourly worry about hourly now is like if there is like I I track I still track hourly, but to see like if I were to charge charge an hourly rate, mm-hmm. like better way to explain somebody comes to me for a project, I'm like okay here's fifteen hundred, and for here's fifteen hundred for this amount of work I'm like okay cool, let's see how many hours that takes if I were to charge an hourly rate when the project is all over, and then from there you can calculate okay this is how many hours I spent on the total project. That's how you know how much money you really made on your project. Mm-hmm. It's like if you can be like, okay, well, equivalently, equivalent, equivalent, I can't even say that word. If I were to charge like a $30 hourly rate, which is low, um, 
that's what like if I were to charge thirty about thirty dollar hourly rate into this fifteen hundred, like that's how much that would be. Mm-hmm. And then, but if you did less than those hours, that means you made a lot of money. Right. But that's why, like, if you if instead if you were just like, okay, I gotta, I'm gonna try to, so I'm gonna try to like stack up these hours so I can hit this fifteen hundred. Like I'm like, no, fuck that. Like this is how much I think the quality. I usually go. I don't know about you, but I go off of my gut to be honest. Like I'll do like an initial like rough hourly, and I'm like, okay. That's what makes sense, but this is what I feel like I deserve. And a lot of it really is based on my workload. And it's like, okay, well, I got all these other projects. Like, these what are, these guys are paying me. Like, here's this. Like, it'll always start on an hourly basis, but and then I usually go up or down based on what if I feel. I think that it's, like, whether you're working freelance or whether you're working in an office setting, like traditional hours, I think the parts that you are saving time and the parts that you're becoming more efficient – like especially if you're working in an office setting where you're there for eight hours anyway, the saving time, the the time that you have saved should go back into thinking about the bigger stuff. Yeah. Instead of like saving time so that you can do other bullshit Google ads. Like, so I did this project in 30 minutes less than I thought it would. Okay. So for 30 minutes, like, let me just actually think about what my next project is and like big picture, step back and think about like, what this website is actually supposed to be doing, right? Instead of just, like, jumping back into, like, another fucking, like, another blog poster, right, where it's, like, no, let me step back and think about, like, what is the strategy here? What do we need to actually stay instead of just, like, saying the next thing? Exactly. And it, and it, that, that goes back to the um, the whole work smarter, not harder thing. That's the exact, that's the example of work smarter, not harder. And I know you and I personally, like, when we started doing social photography, it was in its infancy. People really didn't know how to do it. There was no blueprint when we started it, and we kind of found our own groove, but we found, think, thankfully, earlier rather than later, it's like, okay, these companies are expecting, and granted, we didn't know how to price it as an mm-hmm. agency, but we promised these five different companies 12 different unique pieces of imagery like, in every month. That's fucking insane. Right. So in order to get that done, like the most efficient way to do it like, we could have d- done it fast. Like, we could have just all done that. The clients could have been like, we want this, 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 and this, and just done it. And then, be like, okay, we did it pretty fast. But the photos are like, shit. But we ended up doing, which worked out, was we had to sit down and plan every single one. Because mm-hmm. what we found is, okay, well, we got to, what does each shot entail? We had to buy those props. Like, how can we set up each shot? How can we set up each each photo to naturally fall into the next one? We can recycle props. Like, like those that, and I don't know if that's kind of foreign to people that are listening, but with us, like we were able to figure out how can we flow through this, like how can we get the work done and still have the quality there? You know what I mean? Because it was a lot. Yeah. It, it helps not only like make the day run quicker, but it helps you make thoughtful decisions instead of on the fly decisions. Yeah, Cause exactly. like if you, if you've actually taken the time to do like the pre-production work on any project, and, and taking whatever time you saved somewhere else and thought about what you're doing, you can, when you get backed into a corner on the actual day that you're doing the work, it's easier to know what a smart decision is versus like, what's the decision that is just coming to me right, like in the moment. Yeah. Like you, you have a, a stronger foundation to make decisions on because you've spent time thinking about what you're actually trying to accomplish instead of just like what needs to get done. It's, it all depends on like the impact of the project too. Like, you know, and I'm not saying like spend 
I'm not saying like draw thumbnails for fucking web ads because that's <laughs> like you don't fucking need yeah, to do that. There's some things that are not because those it. things live for like 20 minutes. But if you're doing something like people can argue like oh social this for like a day, yes it does, but that may has a giant impact, and there's analytics to prove it. Yeah, web ads, eh, not so much. Kind of. And it's on the profile for a long time. So and even it if it's not, like, even if the singular post lives for a second, like, yeah. it's there. And I've the always argued there. that, especially Instagram, is, like, your portfolio. Mm-hmm. It's laid out visually in a way where, I mean, the first eight is, like, your first experience of that brand. Mm-hmm. And then even on Twitter, like, if you go to media, it's all right there. Facebook, same thing. It's the first after... Actually, it's the first thing on mm-hmm. Facebook where you see it's your images. But, yeah, it... Go for it. Oh, I was just gonna say, Chris has been writing. So, like, we gotta let him. <laughs> That's good stuff. Is it because <laughs> we you're gonna let him talk? Is it because you're gonna tell us what that fucking game is you made up for us? Oh right, yeah, the out of line drinking game. I actually do have that written down. <laughs> do you really? Get to that what is this thing? I wanted to. I'll get to that. Too. All right, Easy. sorry. We're on a roll right now. <laughs> no, I like, like, hey, let's disrupt everything. <laughs> no, I just fucking stick my hands and everything. All the time. That's like my my number one thing. Just... Like yeah, you're like that kid when like somebody's birthday, you just come over and fucking stick your hand in the cake. <laughs> That's exactly what I do. <laughs> or I blow out the candles too where's my side um i I did want to bring up um what you were just talking about mckenna about you know making changes on the fly that make sense and and having what you're going to do really fleshed out and and going back to you know relating to that to what i was saying earlier about not charging hourly and product based there's this um uh channel i guess that i follow Uh, can i plug something on here i just want to make sure um i'm not affiliated with these guys any in any way at all um but i think i told you about it before eric's called the future on youtube uh no e no e yeah t-h-e it's actually in my it's in my notes it's it's this dude that owns an agency in california and he's been putting out these videos for a while it used to be called the school with a k they like misspelling shit um (laughs) But it's it's like as far as like being a creative and learning the business of creative, like that's their whole thing. It's all free. It's a shitload of content. Like if you started watching it now, it'll take you like two years to get through it all. <laughs> um, it's really good stuff. But one of the things when I first started watching his stuff a while back that really resonated was when he was talking about. I think he was talking specifically about branding, but this goes for a lot of things. Is like you're not selling a product or you're not, you know, when you think, okay, I'm selling a logo or I'm selling a business identity. It's like, you're not really selling that. You're not selling a product, um, which, you know, somebody else will say, yeah, it's more like a product. Think of it like that, Mm -hmm. but you're selling a process. Mm -hmm. And like, if you think of it like that, that's what's important. Okay. You have a client and you need to get from here to here. They don't know how to do that. Mm -hmm. So that's what you're there for. So it's kind of take what they need to do, figure it out for them. Really. Um, you know, if somebody comes to you and they, you know, either need an identity or, or they need to, say, say, rebrand. And they'll come to you and say, well, why do you need to rebrand? And figure out what the issue is. And it might be that they don't need to. It might be that their market position changes. It's like, okay, your, your brand is fine. You just need to change your market position because you have competition now that you didn't have three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, you, using that to kind of figure out what needs to be done and then steer them in the direction or, or, or basically take their thoughts of what needs to happen and put it into this process um, to kind of narrow it down, figure out what needs to be done and get there and that's what you're selling if you look at it that way and look at the value of that then i think it's easier to say this is why i'm not charging you hourly because i'm you know i'm not really selling you an hourly thing i'm selling you this end game but i'm selling you the process of how to get there do you think even that like that's that's the way it should be done 
100%. Because you're hitting all the right points to create a successful branding. But, like, that's the whole... That's the whole I'm glad you brought that up because that's, like, the right way to do it. Mm-hmm. But now... But that's not the most... That's not the fastest way to do it. No. You can find an efficient way to do it, but it's not the fastest way. It is. And I think that's the problem is that that process has been truncated over the last couple of years because people are just trying to get more and more and more clients, more clients, more clients, more portfolios instead of like having like the good one mm-hmm. that I think it's like, for me, I noticed it a long time ago. That's why I quit my fucking job because it, I'm sick of the speed, the mm-hmm. unnecessary fucking speed. And it's bullshit. It, it's unnecessary because I won't, I rather do things like what Chris just explained because that process is so much more fulfilling because you're figuring things out with clients like you're actually sitting there and you see the 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 satisfaction that they go through of like they and then they actually feel like they're figuring it out. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And it's fun to, to experience that with them because you take their brands in different ways that they never thought and to like try to do that and juggle like a thousand things. Like although it sounds really cool to say to your friends and it sounds cool to say on your website, it's not the most fucking fun way. We also got to stop that. Like I'm so not anyone in this room right now, but I have friends who like wear busy, like it's a fucking, like it's a fucking medal fucking of honor. That's not cool. I'm like, I don't, that's not a cool thing. Like you being stressed out all the time and you being busy, like that's not, you got to stop. Like you're, you're doing a bad job. Yeah. It's not, it's not <laughs> impressive. Yeah. Like you have to figure out a different way to do your job because you're clearly getting buried by like what, somebody decided was a normal workload and it's like so what do like, people expect when they say that too it's like hey how's your day going he's like i just fucking real busy hey man that's it's real fucking cool <laughs> it's real cool how busy you are you know what i mean and it's almost like a cry for like hey ask me like what i was working on you know tell me like or like yeah i'm super important and so many people count on me yeah i'm doing like which so is many like, things right now like one i'm proud of you but just say that like I have so many cool things I'm working on. Let me tell you about that. Instead I'd of like, somebody say that. I'm busy. Cause like, who cares? Like, what are you busy with? Dude, I, I remember like, that's funny because like, even just recently, like texting people, like I, especially to be honest, guys, the person I text the most now is like my mom. She's like <laughs> always asks me like what I'm doing and I always tell her I'm just working. Uh-huh. And I was like, how fucking douchey is that? That I always, but like instead they just started like showing my mom what I was doing. I was like, oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing this right. because I realized like I was just saying that and like my mom is like the, one of the people that I love the most and those are the people that you never really notice those like shitty habits with mm-hmm. and I realized I was fucking telling her that and then I realized I was like when people would ask me like it's like the most generic question I would say like I would answer to right. to that it was like how you been I'm like oh, I'm just busy I'm like why do I fucking say that I was like and then like and it's even on the not even meaning to say it too it's like it's just ingrained that way to say that because it's it's like a it's like a safe answer. It's not, it's, it's, you're not saying you're good and then it feels like you're bragging or you're not saying like you're shitty and like it looks like you're, you're, cause if you were like, so you were asking me how you doing? It's like, I'm doing real shitty. It's like, right. oh fuck, he's got problems. I don't want to talk to him. <laughs> well, but it's also like a, a testament to the, the work culture that a lot of us are in, which is like, if you're not busy, then you're not contributing and like, we're going to cut the fat. Yeah. Or like, if you're not busy, you're not pulling your weight. Or if you're not busy, you obviously need more shit to do. Yeah. So, like, it becomes this sort of, like, thing, this automatic response. Like, no, I'm busy. Like, stop. I, I can't take more work. Or, like, I'm busy, so that means I'm contributing. Which Dude, is, like, it's not actually the same thing. You know what I really stopped giving a flying fuck about people telling me is how many goddamn hours they work a week. 
<laughs> I was like, dude, I don't give a fuck. Because I do, oh, my God. Especially when I was, like, in that world, uh-huh. agency world. It was like, yeah, I just fucking just put in, like, 60 hours. Like, I don't, cool. Okay. Or, like, it, like what, what else did you do? What we were talking about, like, think about that. Like, what is taking you 60 hours? Hey, bro. <laughs> like, step back for, like, 10 minutes no of those 60 up. hours and be like, hey, maybe this two hours I spent on this one project wasn't worth it. Like, maybe I need to be more efficient. Maybe I need to, like, delegate my projects. Yeah. I'd rather do, like, I'd rather do that many hours of things, but spread that out. Like, if I do too much of one thing, ugh. Like, you know, it's too much. Like, even, like, would, dude, especially, and I don't know how you feel, because, like, you're, we're the same in some ways. But, like, if, <laughs> even if I draw for too fucking long, like, I want to take photos. If I'm yeah. on a photo kick, I want to draw. You know what I mean? If that's, it's, I feel lucky in that regard. So, yeah. like, sometimes having this conversation with people is, like, beating a fucking dead horse because they're just, like, all right, cool. I'm going to go back to my desk. <laughs> well, it is hard, like, especially for me, because I, I, my job only requires that I write. Some of the other stuff I, like, currently I'm doing a lot more outside of the scope of writing, but it is, like, you can put one project away and do a different type of writing, mm-hmm. but, like, it's all still creating words and sentences, yeah. which is, is a very hard thing to do and why you need like that balance of like fucking windows in your office just to like look at something else. <laughs> like my current office doesn't have windows and it drives me fucking nuts. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. I, ju- I just awful. recently put my desk right in front of the window because yeah. I've never done that before, but I've seen it in like really cool Pinterest photos and I just moved it because right now like I'm in the process of moving so I was like I'm just gonna fucking move everything because I have three things <laughs> and I uh, I put it right there and like opening the window I was like oh this is cool changed your whole life changed my whole life I like it and I like well and I like that I have sunlight in front of me because I was dealing with this issue drawing with my lamp that I've cast a shadow on my drawing which drove me nuts struggles draw girl problems <laughs> <laughs> Illustrator probs. Illustrator probs. Can we t- <laughs> the shit you'd bitch about as an illustrator, there's so many things that I can complain about as an illustrator that nobody would ever fucking understand. Like how I have this dumb callus on my finger uh-huh. that I can't do anything right like this thing. Yeah, it is a dumb callus. It's a stupid callus. I have, I have, have one? What are you even doing with that finger? Bro, it's a fucking stabilizer. No, my... Obviously, um, your handwork isn't solid. My, uh... <laughs> Noob. Uh, well, when me I, my process is pen. like super refined, give me a fucking pen. Let me show you how to hold this thing. Look at this. That's how I hold a pen. Oh, that's crazy. Is Don't it? do that. You're gonna end up with a callus. Are you serious? <laughs> that looks like that looks like a profession. It looks like one day they're gonna fucking make a statue. Do you know what's funny is like it's gonna be not this tattoo, but it's gonna be this tattoo. I can't watch video of like people drawing because they everybody according to me holds their pencil weird and it like geezes me <laughs> how out. Do you, how do you hold the pencil? If if I'm if I'm writing something I just hold it. Oh, you sorry. have two different stances for writing. I hold it like this. Um, oh. but if I'm drawing I'm like that oh all the time. Oh my god. And so the reason I do that, <laughs> Chris just I know why you do it. You know this is because well the people at home might not. Chris, You're just saying that these are only problems illustrators Chris understand. Chris went straight douche on me. But, uh, like, it's so much more efficient. He's, he's holding it the way you would hold, like, 
a knife if you're when you're chopping cutting a, a knife, steak. but yeah. you're just rubbing it in on paper. <laughs> exactly. So especially like doing portraits for as long <laughs> as I, I could or as long as I have been. Hey, bro. There was like finally when I got to the point where it was like, okay, this is the level of detail that I want to be able to do. And I'm pleased with this and going to start charging for them. I really had to refine my process because they were taking a long time. Yeah. So I had to get more efficient at <laughs> it so I could make more money because um, <laughs> I could get them done quicker. So I just started playing around with different ways to, to refine that. And then I did. And like portraits I do, I can usually bang out in two hours, two and God a half damn. hours or so. You're fucking... How but there you? was a time when they were taking like 15 to 20 for the same yeah. thing because I'm sitting there and I didn't... Like I, like I never use an eraser either. Like I've got it like... It's it's almost boring, and I know this sounds like douchey and 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 uh, like almost arrogant, and it's not. It's just I've been doing it for a long time. Internet, get off my back. <laughs> um, but like, it took a long time to figure out how to refine that, and it got to the point where like I don't screw up yeah. anymore if I'm doing this. Like I know like everything isn't, and it's a lot of it's confidence too, because back when I was starting off or still playing around with it. I would get to a point, and I wasn't confident. I didn't want to make dark lines. Oh, like, yeah. what if I fuck it up? I'm going to have to erase it, and then it's going to be too far gone because it's going to have eraser marks and all this bullshit. So you would sit there and mess around trying to not really commit to anything. Yeah, it's uh-huh. weird. And, um, yeah, it just came down to confidence. Like, yes, I know what I'm doing, and I can sit down, and I can make this mark without having to worry about it being wrong. So, like, I use erasers basically to add in highlights or something like yeah. that, but never because of screw-ups. So, um, so that's why I hold it like that. <laughs> <laughs> I just, just thought you were a douchebag. <laughs> does that, uh, for people who don't know, is that does that have to do with like weight of shading? Is that the? It's w- just it's just much quicker to do this it than is. to do that. And I feel like, it, oddly enough, I feel like I have more control. I wish we had video uh, doing it this way. Especially, I know I'm showing you guys <laughs> the poor internet. Um, so yeah, it's it's. You can cover a much larger area. You see, like how much, and holding it on its side too. And I'll, I'll like, yeah. I'll use a razor and shave down the wood so it's a big giant piece of lead that'll cover like an inch with every stroke. You know that way. Yeah, yeah. Usually I do when it was like a pen or anything. Right. I took one like digital animation class in high school. Ooh, did you love it? Uh, it was frustrating for me, but I did like it. But that was one of the things that they taught that I didn't know beforehand because I don't draw at all. Is like. It's not really in your wrist. So in your, yeah, in your like whole arm. in your whole, you're using your whole arm Dude, to yeah. do things. That was a weird thing that I didn't even realize that you, if you don't like, did you know that when you were little, you weren't trained or anything, right? Like you no. didn't get me either. So when I, I remember it was Dahlquist or was it Alan, Mr. Garns, one of those two geniuses, like had mentioned that, like when you're drawing and like, I, it was like one of those like arrogant things where he's like, Oh, I know. But like <laughs> in my head I did. I was like, Oh, that's so weird. I do that. Because, like, when I draw, like, I, it's, I, it's funny because when I start, like, a drawing project, I don't realize how much space I use because, like, my, my desk clutters up. But it clutters because when I draw, everything just moves back uh-huh. because I need, like, all, I don't know about you, but, like, with me, I need, like, all of my thing to draw. Even though if I'm drawing, like, on just, like, an eight and a half by 11, like, I use my whole arm to, like, draw a straight line or, like, my whole... Like I, it's like you need like your wingspan radius. No, I you. really do. I, I really do, and it, it's it's kind of silly, but I don't know. Drawings. It was one of those things. Where My drafting table is a disaster. There's shit all over it. Ah, dude, it's I fucking covered. love it. Like, look at this shit. I was drawing earlier. <laughs> it, this is like the. It's the most uncomfortable thing too. It's like when I touch it, it's really weird. And I even have like a weird callus like right here. Like, like it's like. 
But yeah, I did used to get that on this one. Yeah, like weird before calcium. Before I changed up. Holding. Because of, like, that's where it's laying. Shit, and, I got like, a pencil. Like this, like, yeah. and just you're squeezing it for whatever reason because you're meticulous and you're like, <laughs> oh, the details. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I get, and I haven't, like, done, like, a, oh, fuck, man, that was, like, one of my favorite classes. I feel like I was texting somebody today and I was telling her, I was like, I feel like everybody should draw because I was showing her what I was working on. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, I've done some drawing, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I feel like, every, I was just thinking about it. I was like, I think everybody should draw. Everybody should draw. Everybody should fucking draw. Because the thing is, like, you, there's a different process in your brain, like, different sort of hand-eye coordination that goes on. It's just fun. Like, mm-hmm. whether if you're just, like, making doodle, that's why the mandalas for me are so fun, because it's mindless. Like, I'm just making patterns. Which is, like, those adult coloring books, I love those things for people. Yeah. Those things are awesome. Yeah, what's funny is is I hated those when they came out. Yeah, um, for us, it's because it, well, it, a lot of it was because it, it 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 came out at this time when it was just adults doing kid things for no reason. It's oh, like it wearing part of it. It was wearing part of fucking thing. onesies. Oh yeah, and going to adult like sleepaway camp. <laughs> so when they have coloring books, I was like, oh fuck these here people. We go, here we go. But and then I started thinking, I was like, oh wait, I kind of do that for a living. So <laughs> you know, I just make. Yeah, okay, color. I, do, I should stop being an asshole. But th- those are cool. Like I've known they have. I've met people that bought them. Like I think you know. Yeah. They they bought them before and they loved them. And I was like, well, it's, there's a reason why. It's just like a therapeutic thing. I think going back to like uh, high school and course. like people who are not equipped to like so like the joke is that when you get those like drawing books, it's like a, an oval, three ovals, and then a fucking owl. Right. And you're like, hey man. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that that's also. Um, kind of a downfall of like the education system is that if you were good at art, art classes were great. But if you weren't, it, you didn't really get the fundamentals. Like I took a ceramics class in high school because it was something that I like could understand and something that like I know how to form things with my hands. I don't know how to draw them. Yeah. So like, but if if a, if an art class was if a drawing art class was required of me, I would fail it for sure. Because I, I don't think they give you the fundamentals if you didn't really know what you were doing. Like, where you were saying, like, you didn't like reading, so you didn't read books. Like, I liked reading, so I read them. But I didn't like art because I didn't know how to do it. And it just wasn't there to, like, teach you. It was sort of like, here are the kids who are good at it. And the rest of you, like, you get an A because you tried. Right. And it's like, well, Dude, oh, fuck, I don't I didn't have fun doing this. So I'm not going to do it anymore. But can, I think it would be useful. You can do so much by just learning like the principles of art. What's the technical term? Like knowing all that stuff, like color theory, composition. Fundamentals. If you know the fundamentals of art and you keep that, it's in fucking everything. Mm-hmm. Like people, when, like I don't know about you, like if people have ever asked you to like teach people how to draw or mm-hmm. like do something, <laughs> like you can't teach somebody how to draw. Like you can show them techniques or like when people ask me to teach them like photo, like I don't show them, like I don't teach them like like, I teach them, like, those things, mm-hmm. the elements of art. Like, how do you, like, those are, it's like a n- never-ending scavenger hunt, especially with photos. And it's a never-ending, like, like experimentation with drawing. Is like when you start mixing colors and mixing textures and, and fucking with compositions, like, that was one of the most, learning that stuff was so fun because trying to work with so little. And then, like, then you add actual like emotion elements of products in there too. Mm-hmm. It only enhances those things. But if you don't know those things, like how to find, especially in photo, like how do you find composition or how do you find complementary colors or other than like the actual emotions of an image, 
like it's it's kind of hard to make a good looking image without knowing those things and then especially with drawing like even creating that thing from scratch it's even creating a painting or a drawing it's like how do you like certain contrast and balance of line weights and adding color to those things and complementary colors and even the composition of those things it's like without knowing those things it's when you know those things it becomes a lot easier and actually a lot more fun because you have tools to play with in the back of your mind i think that they're taught and maybe this is different but i think those things are taught um like art specifically is taught is presented to people in a way that's like you're either born with it or you're not. Yeah, which is stupid. Which makes it really, really hard to like learn because like you know the fundamentals of English. You were taught the fundamentals of English in your yeah. high school. Like you were taught fundamental American history. Like, but art isn't presented in that way. Everybody and so, but it, it it does. It's as useful as anything else, and it would help a lot of people. But it's it's sort of as a kid who wasn't good at it, it's sort of taught like, well, you know. You yeah. threw red and green in there, and they work together, so here's your A. Right. Which yeah. is, like, not helpful for I think there, at, at one point, we were all bad at it. Um, yeah, 100%. And I think a lot of us, when you'll say, like, somebody has an inclination to it, I think it's just, I think, you know, you're wired for some way that you enjoy it more than others. I mean, there are people that, like my girlfriend, for example, she has no fucking desire whatsoever to... <laughs> That's so draw or paint or anything like that because uh-huh. I'll tell like I, I think I was bitching one time when like somebody's birthday is coming up and she makes me do a portrait <laughs> <laughs> so I'll I'll tell her I was like you know what next year for their birthday I'll teach you how to draw and then she's got like no desire whatsoever <laughs> to like she's not interested in it so no matter what she's never going to be good at it because she doesn't care she, right. she doesn't want to and I think like that's a natural thing there's things that she likes that I don't like I have no desire to learn um, but I think, yeah, so when it comes down to it, the, the people that, that continue doing it and get really good at it, um, you know, if you want to, like, say talent and quantify it as something in a way, I mean, if you take, like, um, you know, you, you need the desire to do it and you need, um, you know, the perseverance to keep doing it and then you need, and probably most importantly, you need the will to, because, like, you're when you're doing these things or learning anything, really, you're going to fail on pretty much a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And you need the will to overcome that failure and learn from that failure. And I think it, there's a stop for people in each one of those things. Somebody might have the desire to do it, but they don't have the perseverance to keep doing it because they mm-hmm. just get frustrated or whatever. And then you'll have people with desire and the perseverance to keep doing it, but they don't have the will to keep com- overcoming that failure. Mm-hmm. And then they'll quit. And then that becomes like, oh, I don't have the talent <clears throat> for it. It's like, no, you don't have the will for it. Yeah. Because you were fine until you started struggling and then you quit. And art is... No, go ahead. I was just going to say, that's what they say is like the key to like 98% of success is like just outlast everyone. Yeah, right. Just keep going. And it's putting yourself in the... in Just practicing it every every single day no matter what it is art is one of those things that uh it's funny because when you were when you were talking right now i was thinking it's funny because like the older you get the the less the the more nerve-wracking it is to do art the less people are attracted to art the older they get because it becomes a lot more self-conscious and personal Mm -hmm. like you want it to be good yeah and you don't want to look foolish like you don't want to be like here's my art and then like people rip you apart but 
it's all subjective anyways. And there's that, that uh, stereotype that has to, like, mean something. Oh, no. Right. Which... <laughs> I've never made anything that... Well, aside from the Christophe Duchesne yeah, stuff. Yeah, it meant a lot. <laughs> that meant a lot to me. Actually. Yeah, I've, I've done paintings where people will ask me what it means. Like, what were you saying? I wasn't saying shit. I thought that it looked cool, so I made it. There was actually... Oh, yeah. um, for a, a band I was in years ago, I did the album cover. And it was a, um, <clears throat> it was basically like this kind of being. You couldn't really make out what it was, and it like the whole thing was this puzzle, and its hand was coming out of the puzzle, and it had one piece that was kind of removed that it was holding, and there was a light coming out of that. So I was sitting there one time um, with a couple friends, or I think it was my brother and a friend or something, and I think they were high, and uh, <laughs> they're looking at it and talking about it and having like this existential. Um, discussion about whether he's taking the piece out or putting it in while we're looking at and it was something that I never even thought of and I'm sitting there I was like well I could give you guys the answer but I think that would ruin it for you because I I myself don't know I was like I never fucking think of that just holding the puzzle piece it doesn't mean shit like none of this means anything he's holding it it's it's not moving it's funny that you say that because for the longest time I was so self-conscious because I didn't have a meaning for what I was drawing Mm -hmm. and I had such I had a lot of friends that drew and their shit seemed like, and I never really asked, that it was so thought out and there's like this big concept and like even when they like name it, there's like this whole shit about it. Uh-huh. But I knew them. They're like down to earth people. I'm like, fuck, I wish I just had that naturally. Right. Um, but I never, I just like draw, like whatever I saw and I was like, oh shit, like that looks fun. Let me try to draw one that I would like in my way. Yeah. Like my cousin, um, like and I had it since I was a kid. Like I remember, like I always had a struggle of like, I would just copy things all the time, like mm-hmm. all the time. Like I would see something, fuck, I like that. I'm going to just, I want to draw it because I knew I can make it. And I was like, oh, I want to try that. Mm-hmm. And then my cousin was, when he was a graffiti artist and I wanted to try graffiti. And like this stuck for me from then because I was like copying everything. And he was like, you could take like my style. And he's like, you could like take it and study it, but make it your own. Mm-hmm. And that, I think we had this conversation about like stealing. I think I brought him up on the whole stealing and um, the inspiration yeah. episode that we had. But like, I remember that like then... Like, I felt like I still, like, from then, like, I was, I was like, okay, I guess, like, the true, quote-unquote, meaning is, like, if, is like if I just enjoy it. Right. Like, if I enjoyed making that thing. And, because there's always going to be, like, the subconscious reason why you made it. Like, there's always a reason why you made it. Right. Whether if that reason is, I just thought it was rad. I think people just blow that up too much. Like, yeah, granted, there's, like, huge concepts to things, which sometimes makes it cool, but when people, like, exaggerate that thing. Well, it's kind of like... kind of like anything right where it's like the more you have to explain it the less i believe that it was good on its own oh yeah where it's like (laughs) here's a cool gadget that does this and this and this and this and this or it's like yeah but or you could just like give me a camera like (laughs) people don't people don't go overly people are like i have an iphone you don't need to like overly exaggerate the cool things about an iphone it it's a cool product right what if on the iphone 11 they just like started selling it and didn't say anything (laughs) <laughs> right like you don't really need i mean they have the apple event because they're apple douchebags like we all get it i like it but <laughs> but like it i think if if a, if a piece of art doesn't like elicit some kind of reaction from you anyway yeah but like you only react to it once you get all the layers then it's like was it really that good Disney was it really that like, a song is cool, but and when a person explain it, it could get cooler. But if it wasn't, if you didn't like it to begin with, then like it doesn't matter that the meaning is like about your mom and Jesus and like the earth. Dude, that was like, another thing. Is like people that get really into the lyrics, like I'm not hating on them. I think it's tight because I can't. 
Like I will always listen to the actual instruments if, like for a while. Like I won't even listen to the lyrics for unless unless they're clear, but I will always listen to the music, like the actual instrumentation part of it so many times. But I know people that first pass listen to the lyrics and I'm like, what the fuck? I can't I'm a lyric head, but it's not like, it's like if, if this is a cool song and then I think, and then, then I can dig more into the lyrics and it's better. That's yeah. great. But if the lyrics are super deep and meaningful, but the song is trash, like the beat yeah. is bad or whatever, like it's still a bad song. Like I still, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I love, it's like the same thing. It's kind of similar where it's like the thing that attracts me to like the music is what it sounds like initially. And then I, <laughs> what a concept weird. <laughs> no, it, there's a comparison, but then like with art, like the first thing that attracts me is like the colors, the textures, and, and I go up to it and then I examine it a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I never fucking, I, <laughs> what? Does it sound like an asshole? No, no, I, I'm pretty much in agreement with you. It's like what, whatever it is for you. Um, yeah. You know, you find the thing in it that, here's the way, like the, I look at art when we're talking about paintings and like whether it means something or not, I don't give a shit. Like when I look at art and paintings, like it's the same, I look at it the same way as I do any art form, like music or film or literature or whatever is like I just want to be entertained yeah exactly. if I'm not entertained by it and that includes paintings then I don't care mm-hmm. I don't care what you are trying to say if I don't look at it and get that or like enjoy looking at it for one reason or another I don't I don't care about what you were trying to say with it doesn't matter to me um so with music you know with you find what entertains you which is the music yeah which is a sound like you could give a shit what the lyrics are. Yeah. And maybe, maybe you could eventually, like if you're, if you're down with it and then you listen to lyrics and they're stupid, that might change your perception of, of, of the song. But like the thing that attracts you to it and that entertains you the most is the, is the music itself. It's actually a real, it's a cherry on top for me. Mm-hmm. Like I love, like with Logic and J. Cole and Kendrick, like mm-hmm. I love those three rappers. We just uh, talked about that with, for your eyes only, I think. Oh, I fucking love yeah, yeah, we were. We were doing the last shoot. Like that album, like it's it's like a layer. I guess people I guess people listen to different music differently with the layers. That's just my layers of it. Like I'm not mm-hmm. saying I don't give a shit about lyrics because like when you when I dive deep into them, it's like oh fuck. But for some on like on the opposite side of that, to like to to like counter argue my own thing is like I hate little yachty and shit. Mm-hmm. And like all those new artists I just can't stand them. Well, cause I think that they you could you could Quality and like deepness are not like mutually exclusive. Is that what I'm trying to say? Basically, what I'm trying to say is like you can make a quality product and not have it be super deep. Yeah. Like the Titanic is a good movie. It's not deep. It's about two kids that fall in love and then they die. The boat. Hey, the boat's one of them deep. dies. Hey, the boat's deep. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like the Notebook, like you, you could make an argument her. that there are like and um, every classic pop song. It's not. It's a quality song. It's not a deep song. Yeah, you and know. I, and I feel like I feel like a hypocrite too because I'm like, why? Why don't I like it? I just. But I think that that's the argument is like maybe I I don't know because I haven't listened to them. But like maybe those little yachties aren't deep, but they are so aren't, aren't the quality the same kind of quality that we expect from like yeah. music. I think that might be. You don't have to be deep to be good, and you don't have to be. And just because you're shallow doesn't mean that you're not good. Yeah. If that makes sense. I, yeah. It's just music's. It's just. No, nah, I guess it's just, that's not for me because it's for a lot of other people. I mean, it's the same thing like Andy Warhol. Like his his art wasn't oh, deep, but it was Andy like Warhol. decidedly good by people who liked it. You know what I mean? I can't stand Andy Warhol, and I can't stand people that like Andy Warhol. 
<laughs> I think we talked about this last time Chris was here, too. Yeah, yeah, and we brought up Lichtenstein. Such a fucking tool. <laughs> the new podcast place makes Eric angry. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I, I like the new podcast place. There's a giant American flag, and then there's a lot of, like, really homey things. and Knickknacks. I like, I do like knickknacks. I don't know how to knickknack myself. <laughs> like, I have my own knickknacks, and uh, I guess when people go to my place, they're like, oh, I like your knickknacks. Yeah. But they're not like homie. <laughs> they're just like really dried up pens and stuff. Yeah. And dead flowers. Yeah, this this does seem more like a studio than a kitchen. I guess. <laughs> hey man, it's all we have. We're missing the poster though. Oh yeah, that's we one thing that. I haven't I haven't fully uh, transitioned. There's things that are missing. Um, this feels a lot better. I feel like people feel a lot better about coming here to the new podcast place than my old uh, kitchen because it always smelled like fish. <laughs> it did have a weird like just cooked smell it did because i usually ate before <laughs> and then the bathroom was right there yeah so there's that too uh but before we go there's a very special game that chris has to we're explain. going oh right yeah i can go all fucking day <laughs> yeah we will continue this out in the parking lot shit yeah we usually will we um, turn the mics off and then start talking again. Right. Yeah, okay. So yeah, uh, um, uh, my buddy Vern, shout out to Vern. What's hey, up, Vern? Um, was listening uh, a few weeks ago <clears throat> to um, one of the shows that I was on. Fuck yeah, Vern. And he was texting me some shit that he <laughs> thought was funny. And then he said he I'm mentioned so something about something that Eric does all the time. And he's like, <laughs> we should like you should take a shot. When he does that, so and then we started like going back and forth on certain things that are common. <laughs> We're about that, to get roasted. That, so this is the uh, the. Um, oh, you're just gonna lay it out. This yeah, is, I like this way more. So this is the out of line podcast drinking game. Uh, <laughs> so when these things happen, you take a drink. Um, when Eric says, "I don't know how to explain this." <laughs> when Eric says, "Does that make sense?" <laughs> when Eric mentions that he doesn't read. <laughs> Or didn't used to read or didn't study anything. <laughs> I didn't realize they said all that stuff so much. Except for cameras. <laughs> um, whenever Joe Rogan comes up. <laughs> Fuck, man. I feel like it's just a game on me. <laughs> whenever dicks come up. <laughs> when Miles mentions the pow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this one's kind of weird, but I've heard it quite a bit. It's like if you say something that's popular and it sucks, like Lichtenstein, and Miles agrees by going, thank you. <laughs> That's a lot of shit, dude. Yeah. Um, when McKenna uses the word talent or talented. Uh, when McKenna mentions a hip-hop artist. When McKenna mentions a music festival. Shit, I'm a douchebag. Uh, at the end of a rant, like if somebody goes on a rant, but only if it's mentioned that that was a rant. Oh, dude. Uh, when Gary V comes up. Oh, God. You got to chug a whole beer when Eric has to stop to take a piss. <laughs> Is it for like how long I take a piss? Is it like waterfall in, in yeah, King's yeah. Cup? Yeah. For, uh, for however long we got. And then two more related to me is like one when I get mentioned if I'm not here. <laughs> <laughs> and anytime I consult my list of topics. <laughs> so that's it, everybody. Go get drinking. Oh, dude, can we make like a, yeah, can we make like a small. You want like, me to make a poster? Yes, yeah. please. Like a one-sheeter right. for our listeners. It's going to be, uh, um, it won't be an hour. Leafy, I'll charge a flat rate for it. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'll I'll get that for you. 160. If you re listen to this episode, you'll be drunk for sure. Yeah. I didn't piss, so that's like everybody's (laughs) saving grace. Dude, I can't believe. I feel like I'm so self conscious now. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) 
<laughs> I thought I got on this mic every week and was just like, oh, okay, that was a good one. Somebody might have got something out of it. Like every time we're done, like that was a good one. I didn't realize how redundant we are. No, it's, it's not really redundant. I mean, you're doing in you know an hour or more every week, and obviously you're you know you've got certain you got a brand to keep yeah. up with Chris aspects Hart. of your personality. They're yeah, just man. part of what you are. Fuck, one bird. thing I did <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Uh, what was the There was one like Super obvious one That I thought But I, I forget I fucking love that game Yeah <laughs> That's so funny We'll do that on the Anniversary episode It's just like Listen To an episode And drink How about we play the game While we do the podcast <laughs> We can ha- Can you Can we do that Can we have that poster done By the By the One year anniversary It'll be us And then we'll have it up And then every time One of those things happen We'll drink, we'll drink. And it'll just be a We'll, we'll invite oh, Fuck! If we can get video by that episode, yeah. we can have we can have people play with us, and then we can live stream it on Twitter, and then we can get like, oh fuck, this would be great. It's gonna explode. Yeah. Maybe we'll get like Kendra and uh, a homeboy from Florida. Like that's it. <laughs> and my mom. Yeah, I'll put mom. put the call out too if there's anybody out there in oh, the and internet that wants to add things. Um, oh, that was it. When Eric mentions that he doesn't like money. Oh, that's that not, is like a very obvious. Yeah, yeah. I suppose we can put. Is, that there, on. is it like one drink or is it nah, like just per take drink? A, uh, it, take a swig. Drink yeah, whatever you want. To, I guess it's going to depend on your tolerance. So there's like <laughs> what there's, kind of night you want to have? Is there like McKenna, right, yeah. is there like McKenna rules and Eric rules? No, <laughs> I'm thinking the, the only big one is when you have to piss. piss. That I like should that. Be, that should be like that's a good it's one. time to hammer down. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. And we don't cut clips either, so it's you'll you'll know. Yeah, right. Dude, that sucks. That's like a hard minute. I pissed for a long time. <laughs> Dude, this is so funny. I totally forgot about the... That's a good game. The perfect game. Um, the little... I'm going to go back and listen and <laughs> see if I can fix some things. No, but, then uh, you'll fuck the game up. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking the game Everyone's up. going to be sitting around sober listening to you guys. <laughs> That's gay. Damn it. All right. Well, when is the... When is the one year officially? Or are we making it up like how people make up birthdays for dogs? No, it is officially the October eighteenth. That's like in three weeks. Yeah. Get on it, dude. I can have a poster made. I can send you our. I can send you our, our brain guidelines. <laughs> <laughs> Orange, I know. No, no you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna do a fucking clean Swiss typographic just Please to fuck your shit don't. up. It's not our brain. It's all hand lettered in orange. That's it. Yeah, and then I'll textures. Have that to you in like three years. <laughs> That's like the bullshit. With oh my god, I'm not gonna go past that. I digress. <laughs> Again. Was there anything on the list that was important to talk about? Probably. Um, get to it. I don't. don't no, I, I mean, there's nothing. Mm, no. We covered a, a good amount of stuff right now. Um, I mean, I've always got. Stuff on here. That's all we have. Even look at it. it. Even has my name on it. Nice. Um, what kind of pet is it? It was something that I had to get these awards made up for this thing at work and uh, <laughs> from this company that prints shit like that. And when they sent it, they sent me this stationery that has my name on it in Whoa. brush script. Dude, write me a they fucking sent me a pen too. A note from Chris or sit you. Uh, what was I gonna say? Um, oh, I was saying that you are one of our better guests because you argue with us. Yeah. I argue with everybody. He does. But it helps because sometimes Eric and I can agree agree with each other a little bit right. too much. And I feel like it's good to have people who are like, nah, you guys well, you're, here to, wrong. you're here to blow up my candles. Kind of coming from a different world <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, from a different generation. I think I have a different outlook on things than uh-huh. you guys do. So, so yeah, I think millennials. it... millennials. 
<laughs> hey, Vern, if Vern ever wants to come on and tell us we suck, <laughs> play the game with us. Yeah, I'll have Vern come in. <laughs> the only thing, speaking of millennials, the only thing that pisses me off, uh, and I don't, I don't, shit, I just used it. Your generation. <laughs> I remember when you guys were having a conversation about it um, a while back, like it was probably a few months ago. Um, and, and like I can sit here and bitch about every generation because they all have these things that suck about them and most of it's like response to the generation before them and blah, blah, blah. But the only thing that I noticed, that, and this bugs the shit out of me because you were talking about like the people who wear busy like a badge of honor, uh-huh. um, is the people now that are like wear not speaking to other people as a badge of honor. Oh, I don't Like, when somebody will, like, post on Facebook and just, like, just went five days without interacting with another human being, yay me. It's like, that's not a good thing. Uh, And uh, I know that there are people that have legitimate social anxiety, and I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about those people that love saying that they're introverts and that they just... That's weird. And they'll bitch, you know, like, you know, all my friends are out drinking and here's me, and it shows them, like, a picture of somebody, like, sitting on a couch with a cat and and cocoa, which is fine. Like, you don't have to go out and drink all all the time or ever, but like, yeah, you know who I'm like specifically. The thing is like, they get excited that they never have to speak. They sit in front of their computer and shit. And it's like, it's all, they're all happy. It's like, no, you, that's not good. It annoys me when people use that as an excuse to not be a grown up. Right. Like, sure. You're an introvert and like, I'm an introvert, but like, I still have to talk to people. You still have to be a grown up who like interacts and like gets your shit done. Right. And you can't just be like, I hate when people are like, oh, don't talk to me if I'm in an Uber. It's like, hey, you're in a car with somebody. Oh, like, so weird. Just like acknowledge their existence as a human. Right. Do like, don't be an asshole. Yeah, you're, you're kind of a shitty human being if you just can't talk to the person in the same car as you. Yeah, I don't understand why that's a badge of honor. Like, I didn't I know. I have zero social skills. I didn't know that people sat in the back seat and getting an Uber. I've never once sat, like if I got an Uber for myself, I never once sat in the back seat and got a ride like a taxi. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Never. I always sit in the front seat with the Uber driver. I think some of them don't like it, so I've never done it. Really? Yeah. Maybe I, some of them give me the face. I sit in the back seat because Who's that's your? just like standard procedure, right. but like I, I talk to them. That. I didn't know that. I always sit in the front. Like when I was in, when I was in Chicago, it was so it's Uber's the shit when you're out of town, yeah. especially some, when I was in Chicago and I took Ubers everywhere. It was so fucking fun because I I'm not I'd never been there and I would just ask questions about the area and then you actually find I mean if you're from Phoenix it's like weird but um, when I was asking them they were like excited to tell me about their town. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe you can do that for, like, small cities, too. People from Chicago fucking love Chicago. I love people from Chicago. Like, there's no other city that puts on for their city more than people from Chicago. Really? It's crazy. Yeah. I loved it, man. It was so cool. I want to go to... Dude, can you take me to Boston? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I'm actually going in November, but I'm going to be in New Hampshire for a good portion of that. Why? But yeah, I should... um, It's uh, my girlfriend's sister's birthday. We should go to the It's a milestone. Um, <clears throat> but there's no Sox games in November. Yeah, but we got to fucking wait a whole other But yeah, I'll <laughs> take you to Boston sometime. If I'm going back for like a, like in the future, if I'm going back for like a long weekend or something. Fuck yeah. I mean, we get some fucking super, super beef treeways and some fucking. <laughs> Dude, I got to practice. Just give me like a list of we'll things. Get you a lodge regular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can yeah, sit there with the construction guys and fucking talk about working. And then I get a lodge extra extra? Yeah. Where'd I get that from? 
I forgot what it. That was from. I probably told you about that. It, the Logics extra. Yeah, that's the big thing now with those guys. Is it's like extra cream and extra sugar. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, Logics extra extra. I want to do that. <laughs> and you always have to start off with yeah, like when the person says, you know, yeah, how you doing today? Yeah, give me a yeah. <laughs> he still does that though. Like, have you ever noticed you still do that too? What? Yeah, I. Yeah, that's not, not my type of thing. No, you you still say yes yeah, sometimes. You're like, yeah, and then you. Oh, just, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's not so. Yeah, but you it's mean just, when I'm starting a sentence? No, I, like yeah. you have to do it when you're ordering something. Oh, like, uh, somebody, yeah. Can if I? Somebody <laughs> asks you how your day is. Just go. Yeah, give me a yeah. <laughs> like I don't have time for your shit right now. Oh, dude. I've got to get back to the job site. I'll tell you one thing, man. That's one thing I won't miss about working at Nectar is the rude people at the register that think they're big time. Because we're on Scottsdale and they just have such a busy day. Busy hey. people, man. They're the root of all evil. <laughs> Fucking drive me nuts. Yeah, that's why you enjoy it in Massachusetts then, because everybody's miserable. So, like, but I'm, but I'm like, <laughs> like I, they don't go up thinking they just they're pissed off at you because they're. But they've always been that way because though. Because they're cold. Because they're, <laughs> dude. I heard. Uh, Nope, I'm not going to uh, promote another uh, drink in this game. I was going to mention Rogan. He did. <laughs> well, he's already on there. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, he's been mentioned. Damn it. Sure. Well, once the poster's there, you'll know everything. All right. Well, <laughs> looks like that's it. Obviously, right. we had Chris back. Thanks for having me, guys. Of course. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for having me back, Internet. <laughs> <laughs> From all of us here at the Adeline Perspective, Chris, McKenna. Eric. We're out. I hadn't done that in a while. <laughs> <laughs>